Hey friends, Amanda here. Christmas is just a few days away. Friends, Merry Early Christmas. Now, some of you may be like me and you still have a couple of gifts to get. And I'm here to give you good news of great joy. We have digital gift cards to the She Reads Truth shop. You can give the gift of truth this year and give it on time. How about that? So go to shereadstruth.com slash gifts to get a digital gift card to the She Reads Truth shop and cross off those last few names on your list. That's shereadstruth.com slash gifts. Christmas and welcome to the She Reads Truth podcast, where we open our Bibles and talk about the beauty, goodness, and truth we find there. I'm your host, Amanda Bible Williams. And I'm your other host, Rachel Myers. Y'all, today we are joined by someone whose name you may or may not recognize in the United States. But in Australia, (laughs) Nathan Tasker is considered the preeminent Christian singer-songwriter. Y'all, he has had seven number ones, Artist of the Year for two different years. Y'all, Nathan Tasker, to us, is the Director of Creative Arts at Christ Presbyterian Church here in Nashville. And so that's how we know him. But he um, has toured with all the musicians that you know, and he is so talented, not just as a singer and a songwriter and a musician, but he is such a minister. And you guys are going to get that as Amanda and I talk with him in this episode. The other really cool thing about Nate is that he and his wife, Cassie, with their three kids, live in a, get this, a 105-year-old church where they are the directors of something called the Art House. This church has now been converted to something called the Art House, which, fun fact, is where, if you guys remember us talking about the Faithful album, where Amanda and I had the opportunity to pretend we were songwriters, (laughs) that's where all of that writing was done. So y'all, you're going to love this episode with Nate, especially at Christmas time, to bring in a music minister, a creative guy to talk to us about the manger. Merry Christmas, you guys. Let's get right to it. Nate, welcome back. Yay, it's great to be here. Christmas week. I'm trying to think when was the last episode we had you for was Fruit of the Spirit. Is that right? That's right. Which was kind of during Thanksgiving. (gasps) That's right. Yeah, last year. That's right. So Thanksgiving last year. Christmas this you got year. Promoted. That is amazing. So yeah. next next year we'll have to what come up then? with another yeah. holiday. I mean, what is even cooler than St. Patrick's Day? Yeah. That sounds great. I'm so happy to have you here for and y'all listening, please pardon my voice. It's a little weak this week, but that is just We're just happy you're here. I'm just right? yeah. I'm grateful glad to be here. here. Nate, I'm so happy that you agreed to join us for Christmas week specifically. I know we kind of already said this in the intro, but you're a music minister. That's right. And mm-hmm. which really is truly both. Both, both yeah. music and minister. And I'm so curious, what is it like to prepare for Advent yeah. uh, as you're like leading a church through worship and that kind of thing? I want to hear everything. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I can <laughs> tell you everything, but certainly, I mean, Advent is just such a great season. And I, I know as we look to the word together, we see that fresh mm-hmm. every time. But really, those two big calendar parts of the year for someone involved in music ministry and liturgy right. and those things of Easter and Christmas, there is such anticipation every yes, year. That's right. Which is such a strange thing, right? That every year you you can't wait 
to sing those familiar songs yes. and to speak that familiar liturgy together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so I start preparing for this Advent season. I started preparing, you know, six months ago. Oh, uh, I love that. Because it's my brain is in it yeah. and I'm really trying oh, to so think. Oh, so we're on the same timeline. Yeah. I mean, you start in the exactly. spring or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. very similar, mm-hmm. which is a real blessing. Before I did this this kind of work, I thought about Christmas and Advent really when it arrived. Right. right. Yeah. But yeah. because of the rhythms of, you know, being involved in ministry like this, you get to think about it earlier and it really is a blessing. Yeah. So, yeah. It's kind of preparing to prepare. Exactly. <laughs> and you get to sing all those songs that we don't get to sing. Right. Oh. Because you don't quite feel Every like you can week. sing Joy to the World I in July, know. even though you kind of wish you could. And you can. You can. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But I think when you do, you throw a lot of people off. Yeah. You know, if like, you sing it any other time of the year. So. I, I assume there is a lot of, you said anticipation, but I wonder if there's also a lot of expectation tied into that because there's so much tradition that people are really counting on you to give them those feels. But then, (laughs) so balancing like these long time favorites with like maybe something modern. What is it like? Is it scary to introduce a new song at Christmas time? Yeah. So I want to ask that. And I also. In the follow-up, I'm going to give it to you in advance. Yep. I want to know your favorite old Christmas song and new oh, wow. Christmas song. Yeah. Mm. Good um, questions. Yeah. I would say that I like introducing new Christmas okay. songs yeah. because I do think that they cause us to think just that little bit differently. Mm-hmm. It's the same when we read the Bible, how sometimes we finish the Bible sentences for it. Yes, <laughs> that's know, right. Fresh. And familiarity. Think, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens at Christmas. And I think we also have so much caught up in our Christmas time that is just tradition and mm-hmm. like you said the feel goods you know mm-hmm. and sometimes it means you don't actually connect with what really happens That's right. at christmas what we really celebrate because yeah. as much as it is a feel good it's also you know there are elements that are genuinely fearful for you know the characters involved mary joseph and right I mean, and we're gonna read some of that today exactly or, yeah. and so trying to encourage us to i guess each christmas re-narrate or Remove those things that maybe mm-hmm. we've collected yes. as baggage mm-hmm. and try and get it down to yeah. the real wonder, the real, the light. You yeah. Know, let it actually shine uh, yeah, at that. Christmas. So, All right. And what about songs? My favorite. Oh, my goodness. I love so many. I really do enjoy O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. But I think every Ooh, time that good. you sing as a congregation, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Mm. I mean, oh, that just. That's a good one. It just feels. Right. It feels it like does. Christmas. It, it feels does, right. doesn't it? Yeah. It feels like and it feels like yeah. you're joining in mm-hmm. yeah. with, with the angels, and that's yeah. pretty awesome. And yeah. I imagine that they're joining right along with us. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Have you shared your favorite Christmas Oh, he's interviewing us. Wait, let's see. Because I love hearing one. Yeah. I wonder if we know each other's. I feel like yours is a holy night. Is that correct? No. Oh, <laughs> Oh, no. I mean, oh, what is it? No. I feel like no one should ever say no to that, a holy, oh, holy night, night because yes. it is marvelous. <laughs> I might be, and this is such a like Rachel thing. Like, I love Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. <gasps> oh. That's what I was going to say. <gasps> Are you serious? For me. Oh, well, listen. Oh, oh best friends. Best this friends. This is, yeah. That's too much. <laughs> Seriously, my brain just exploded. Oh, Hearing the two of you realize Listen, you have the same Christmas. Uh, spend enough Advent we together. Yeah, that's this right. is our 10th Advent <laughs> as a She Reads Truth community, but it's also our 10th Advent together. as friends. Yeah, yeah. it's so honestly wow. true. Sweet. We didn't know each other before She Reads Truth. No. So yeah. I amazing. also love, I mean, mm-hmm. truly every year of our 10 Advents together, yeah. we title our Advent book, 
using lyrics from a Christmas song. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this is no different from A Little Town of Bethlehem, which we actually have kind of nestled into this week's reading. But our title, The Everlasting Light, is from that line, Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Isn't that a good word? I I get chills. And especially on that, the Mm -hmm. hopes and fears of all All the years. All the years. Oh my. Past, present, future. Future years. Amen. Because it's the everlasting light. Exactly. Yeah. And even the so remarkable. the phrase in thy dark streets, yeah. even that speaks to Jesus coming down to yeah, to right. earth to be among us, us. Yeah. and to literally bring the light of the world. Yeah. He is the light of the world. To physically bring his presence yeah. in the kingdom of God to earth is just remarkable. And I love when you were saying, Nate, that you like to introduce new songs because you kind of like to stir things mm. up a little bit for the purposes of of seeing the season in a fresh way. Or, yeah. And I feel like that's really what we desire to do every Advent when we get to this particular mm. week. Mm-hmm. It's Christmas week. Yep. And we have a term that we use that we kind of made up <laughs> that we use in the office sometimes when we just want to kind of, like all the pieces, like let's say we're writing a paragraph or a sentence and we're like, well, all the pieces are here, Mm. but let's just, we call it snow globing it. It's like taking a snow globe and we're just going to shake it up and like let it fall in a new way and kind of a fresh approach. Appropriately wintry. It is very. (laughs) I do love a good snow globe. globe, I do love a good snow globe, Mm. but we've made it a verb. Mm. Let's snow globe this. And so I think that's what I would love Mm. for us to do today as we're reading these really familiar to many of us, these past passages are very familiar. If these passages are not familiar to you who are listening, welcome to Christmas week. I'm so glad you're listening. I'm so glad you're opening your Bibles this Christmas. It will change your experience to know what it is that we're celebrating and who it is that we're celebrating. But that's what I I think kind of naturally happens every Mm. year as we read through these. But I do think that there's an intentionality that you have to be open to it yeah, yeah and I really agree. looking you know and just asking like holy spirit just give me the eyes to see and the yeah. ears to hear yeah i love that this now, story again i have a bookmark in my mind right now that there's still one unanswered question from nate you gave us your favorite old oh, christmas yeah. song i'm sure those listening are like i had that bookmark too that was right yes anyway so don't worry guys nate yes <laughs> favorite mod we're talking about like the fresh yeah, look a, at a christmas fresh one. yeah yeah, last year we sang, and this year we've sung it as well. So it's only been like a two-year thing that I'm aware of. But is the song "Sing We the Song of Emmanuel," Ooh. which is the Mats, Matt Papa and Matt Boswell. Okay, the um, Mats. Like that song. I <laughs> yeah. call them the Mats because you got the Shanes, yeah, the Mats, yeah. And it's just a great, you know, new take on oh, familiar that. story. And so I'm trying to incorporate that as. Is it, on, like, is it on Spotify that we could like link to it yeah, in our show really notes? Yep. Oh, oh that's we great. Will. Yeah. We will. Everyone, that's such a gift to me and to everyone listening that yeah. we get a new Christmas song. I know, I'm excited. Yeah, Just right really on beautiful. time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are going to actually read through some of these familiar stories aloud with one another today. And we start with, you know, because there's not just one miracle at Christmas. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are layered, I think, mm-hmm. miracles um, layered into the story. We start this week with the birth of John the Baptist foretold. And so we get 
Gabriel, the angel of the mm-hmm. Lord, one of two angels of the Lord who is named in Scripture, Gabriel and Michael. And so we're going to see Gabriel a couple times this week, mm-hmm. which is exciting. It's a big mm-hmm. week for Gabriel. It's a big week. It's, it's, this this is really his, yes. was his time uh, to shine. This, yeah. yeah. No Literally. pun intended. Yeah, yeah. that was uh-huh. a terrible pun. I'm so no, sorry. No, I liked it. Yeah. We're embracing all, all of the light puns yeah. Yeah. during okay. this yeah. podcast Fantastic series. Fantastic that so. well. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start, let's read Luke 1. I'm going to just go for a, a kind of a chunk of scripture here, mm-hmm. 8 through 17. And you're going to meet Zechariah and Elizabeth, their husband and wife. And there is a little detail right before this passage that we're going to read where it says, both were righteous in God's sight, mm-hmm. living without blame. And we know because scripture tells us that they did not have any children, mm-hmm. which is a big deal mm-hmm. in this time. Yeah. And Elizabeth was unable to conceive. Mm. And, so, and that they were well along in years, it said. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm. That's right. We could have just read the whole verse, and I'm mm. sorry we did mm-hmm. but No, I like it's it. fine. I'm having a good um, time. <laughs> Nate, would you be willing to read that passage for yeah, us, starting sure. in verse 8? Yep. When his division, at Zechariah, was on duty, and he was serving as priest before God, it happened that he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. At the hour of incense, the whole assembly of the people was praying outside. An angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was terrified and overcome with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, because your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will name him John. There will be joy and delight for you, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he will never drink wine or beer. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit while still in his mother's womb. He will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the disobedient to the understanding of the righteous to make ready for the Lord a prepared people." There are a lot of things that I love about this passage, Mm. but this is happening still BC. Like this is happening in that time between, I mean, it is clearly squarely in the New Testament. It exists in our New Testament Bibles, but this is still happening to Old Testament categorically people People. who for hundreds of years have been in the waiting. Mm -hmm. And so there's, you know, they have no reason to believe that their generation might be the one where the Christ will come. And so this appearing Mm -hmm. is significant. And yet, Gabriel isn't clear to say, and then baby Jesus will be born really soon after, you know, or anything like, it is just like there will be this child and who will continue in the service of drawing Israel Mm -hmm. to their God and preparing the people. Mm-hmm. It's just so interesting that like they don't have the context. Even we do. Yeah, we're reading yeah. this in the year of our Lord, and we know we have our whole New Testament, and so we know what happens next. We know yeah. that Jesus is not long after that. But I think it's really helpful when I read this to remember that, and I also love that he will be filled with the Holy Spirit mm. while still in his mother's womb. Mm. I mean, yeah, what a great bit of. Right, like the fact that that would be put in for us to be right, able to details. enjoy and yeah, the details are what strikes me. This reading, yeah. the fact that Zechariah was chosen by lot, yeah, to mm-hmm. be in the sanctuary yep. and burn the incense, and then at that very hour, the hour of the incense, that's when Gabriel comes to speak with him. Yeah. It just is very intentional. We've yes. used that word a lot yeah. this season, but. Yeah. 
It's very specific. And there are details like that throughout Scripture. Yeah. I mean, Scripture is just just layered and layered with details of like specific kindnesses and and the timing. And even the timing of Jesus coming, you know, at some point this week we'll read from Galatians 4 where it says when the time had come to come, completion, yeah. like at the right time, yep. <laughs> you know, yep. Jesus came. I like, we talked about Gabriel being yes. the angel who comes with this news and we'll see a couple of times an angel appearing mm-hmm. and how the response is obviously one of fear because right. the angel has to say the first words out of their lips yeah. are almost always, do not be afraid. Don't mm-hmm. be afraid. So there's obviously something that you uh-huh. attempted to be afraid of, I right. guess, seeing an angel. It seems yeah. like, I mean, is this good news or bad news? Yeah. And Gabriel says, you know, Zechariah's like, he says, how could I know this? I'm an old man. My wife is well along in years. The angel answered him first. He says, I am Gabriel, which is nice. Thank you for yeah. telling us. That's yeah. great. Who stands in the presence of God. And I was sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. Yeah. So even he, like it even this, this is good news. Good news. Yep. Don't be afraid. Yep. This is not a judgment call. Yeah. This is a redemption is happening and it's yeah. happening yeah. quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. There's another really sweet moment in this story when Elizabeth, when this actually comes to pass, and this is verse 24, after these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and kept herself in seclusion for five months. She said, the Lord has done this for me. Mm-hmm. He has looked with favor in these days to take away my disgrace among the people. Yeah. Because if you couldn't bear a child, you did feel a disgrace. And the yeah. point of this is not her ability to get pregnant. The point of this is God's presence in there, in the midst of this cosmic thing that is coming to pass where, you know, the final prophet of John the Baptist Mm -hmm. is coming to prepare the way of the Lord Jesus who would be born. That in the midst of that, this also is reflective of God's personal relationship Mm. with a woman named Elizabeth and her husband, Zechariah, and that that faithfulness in this case took the form of a baby and a pregnancy, which it doesn't always, but God is always faithful. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, Mm. we have some really good stuff to read, you guys, so I think we should just keep turning. Give me another Gabriel story, Amanda. Well, I just happen to have one for you. (laughs) If you turn the page to Tuesday's reading this week, we get Gabriel again, Luke 1, still in Luke. Oh, bless Luke for having this, Mm. all of this recorded. Thank you, Luke. Yeah. And Holy Spirit, yeah, <laughs> for yes. giving us Luke chapters I mean, one and two. Luke has been a special treat for the Sherry's Truth community this last quarter because see, we also just read Acts, oh. and so we really have benefited from the work that he did, did. of yeah. course, through the work of the Holy Spirit. But yes. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go again. We're going to read again. I try to think. Let's. We could just read a portion of this. I know, but we kind of can't. I don't know if it's just yeah. because I've read them for years on end. Yeah, but it's all so important. So, and here. honestly, like I love that this Christmas week episode is just so much scripture because, yeah. uh-huh. like, I want to be able to. We always want to model discussion about scripture, but I love like y'all listening. You know how much we love you and and how much we love scripture and the the fact that we can offer you this week just like an hour of listening to almost all scripture about Christmas. Hopefully this is just such a blessing, a moment of rest for you. Like clearly they're nodding their heads. Yes. Yes. Okay. Here we are. We're in Luke one. I'm going to start in verse 26. 
In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Mm. I just, that greeting. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a day to have Gabriel appear to you and say, (laughs) Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Then the angel told her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David." He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary asked the angel, how can this be since I have not had sexual relations with a man? The angel replied to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth. Even she has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called childless. For nothing will be impossible with God. And this pivot just blows my mind. See, I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it happen to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Goodness. Amazing. I know. This is a real story. Yeah. (laughs) It blows my mind. Incredible. I'm right that this is the first time that we hear the name Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, I think yes, because Mary... Everyone has been Mary waiting Cuddle, to you're hear. Right. Yes. Right? You're exactly right, because Mary heard before Joseph, yep. and I think that the angel tells Joseph the name as well, yep. but you're right. Yeah. The hopes and fears but of all the years. You know, we've read through the Hebrew Bible, and then... We get the name. We get the name. Like, yeah. That's know, really significant. Yeah. I don't think I realized that. Yeah, that's such a good point. Remarkable. And we talked about, Elizabeth just said in in the passage we just read, the Lord has done this for me. Mm. And that's Mary's posture too, that the fact that she is in the posture of just believing and receiving and surrendering to this is so just remarkable to me, that posture of receiving and that this, you know, we talked last week, Nate, we talked with Lisa Harper, and we talked about this Greek word used for the phrase, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, Mm. and the word is epikomai. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. I have it written down, but it's the pronunciation that I'm like, I don't know. And that it means this, it means what it says, like the Holy Spirit will come upon you, will come near. Mm. He will come near. Mm. And not in, you know, she was like, but I've never been, I'm a virgin. I've never yeah, been with a man. I yeah. can't be pregnant. That's not what this is. This is a a coming close and the power, mm. the creative power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I mean, this is the creator God. Yeah. To yeah. make something where there is nothing. That's yeah. right. And making a Just baby. Just like creation. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Which I think yes. is the same in the Greek Old Testament. Mm. It's the same word to describe the Spirit hovering over the waters, right. right? Is in it epicoma? Yeah, it is. I did not know. Isn't Lisa told us- So that yeah. creative- I love that. Power of the Lord. Lisa told us last week that it's also used at Pentecost. Oh, wow. When the Holy Spirit, Epikomai, 
or maybe it's yep. in Acts where Jesus is saying, and the Holy Spirit will come upon come you. That's right. Yep. Yeah. When he's saying he's what's going to happen. That's exactly that. right. But I love too, like, I mean, I'm so thankful for the details scripture gives. Mm-hmm. And, and one of them being what you've already pointed out, Nate, that that the response mm. that these humans have to an yeah. angel appearing, A of all, and then saying something mm-hmm. impossible <laughs> yeah. is fear. Yeah. And then in the word troubled used here mm-hmm. with Mary, mm-hmm. and that the first thing they say is do not fear. And I'm just going to go ahead and tell y'all, I don't, I don't know that we've announced it. Have we announced it, Rachel? I mean, if we haven't told them yet, let's just tell them. We are very excited about the reading plan. That, so we're going to start the year in the Gospel of John, which is such yep. a great book to start the new year. The Gospel in the beginning mm-hmm. was the Word. Oh, it's just mm-hmm. wonderful on so many levels. But right after that, we're doing a reading plan called Do Not Fear. Oh, and it is Wait, a, say the subtitle because I love it. I believe it is... Um, a biblical study of responding to God's faithfulness, which is such a different thing than like a biblical study of fear. fear. Yeah. Right. But just going like yep. the answers in the title. Right. Right? Yep. Yeah. That we will be afraid. I don't <laughs> think exciting. we've had a but, single like yep. team meeting about that study that has not ended with like tears oh, and, I was, and Thanksgiving yeah. and yeah. Actual yeah. tears. Yeah. But it just we we need it, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. I agree. Um, and so yep. we're gonna look at this is one of the stories that we'll look at, but then also just stories throughout scripture where people are afraid yeah. Yeah. and where God is faithful. So that, oh, that sounds fantastic. Just look <laughs> yeah. forward to it, you all. It's like, coming. It's coming. Right after um, Australia Day. Exactly. I find this passage really remarkable when you think that she's probably around 14 or 15 years old. So right? young. That's what most commentators would say. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And you look at her responses like and they age. are really just legitimate, like her legitimate question of how can this be yeah. to the angel? Yeah. How is this going to happen? Yeah. You can imagine asking that question, you know. But then um, the thing that really gets me every time is when, I know we translate it here as servant, but really she's saying, I'm the master's slave. Mm. And you think of all of her hopes and dreams she must have had for the future, Mm -hmm. what she thought about going to change in her body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she submits and gives all of that to the Lord in that moment. And I think, wow, that is just incredible, that faith that she's been given in that moment to submit. And it's because she knows the Lord. Like, she knows that there is no one to trust but Him. Yeah. I think trust, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and It's awesome. And it's so powerful to remember that Mary's human, Mm, (laughs) you know, and that she was afraid and that this was... I always grow a little bit wary of of reading this and thinking that this was an easy posture for her to take because I just don't think that it could have been at all easy. But I do think that faith is a gift and trust in the Lord's goodness is a gift. And I think we see that evidenced in her. Okay, friends, it is officially Christmas week, and that means we are getting into full gear of all the crafting and the recipes and all the fun traditions. And one of my favorite traditions at She Reads Truth in our Advent study books is always getting to include the recipes and the crafts and the little things that make Christmas feel a little extra merry. So a little Christmas gift from us to you, we have compiled our top 10 favorite recipes and crafts over the last 10 years 
and we've created a download for y'all. All you have to do is go to shereadstruth.com slash download and our gift to you, download those recipes and crafts and find something that sounds merry to you. My favorite is the candied pecans. We do those just about every year and it's a super easy recipe so you feel like you're winning. Also, if you need a last minute Christmas gift, put those in a tin and bing, bang, boom, you are good to go. Y'all have a beautiful Christmas week. We are so excited. Merry Christmas. Well, we're going to get another angel visit if we just keep trucking. I love that. This angel visit yep. is like, there are so fewer details because mm. we don't get the angel's name. Mm-hmm. And something that we don't notice until someone kind of tells us to notice, Joseph doesn't have any lines. He never speaks, never speaks. in scripture. And so she, even, it's only narrative. Anywhere, right? Not anywhere ever. Anywhere. Yep. He does not have any lines in scripture. Bless you, Joseph. We know you spoke sometime. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I'm sure he did. I think you catch something of Joseph in, you know, some of the posture of Jesus as well. You yeah. Know, you, you oh, get something that's... of his dad, both oh, his heavenly father, that's... but also his earthly father, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's but, sweet to think about. Yeah. I like that. I, yeah. Yeah. I love this passage. Will you read it for us? Yes, I would love to. Okay. This is Matthew 1, 18 to 25. The birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant from the Holy Spirit. So her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. But after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit." She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated, God is with us. Hmm. When Joseph woke up, he did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. He married her, but he did not have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. God is with us. God is with mm. us. That's your favorite I like hymn. the detail. I, know. I like the detail that Joseph is listed as a righteous man. Yeah. 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 And you see that, right? Because, yes. you know, in these days, Judaism, right? You yeah. you actually had to divorce someone you were engaged to. That's right. It was le- as it legally was binding as exactly. marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he could have, you know, it looks as though Mary has actually gone behind his back and become an adulteress, right? right. In that moment. There's no way to explain that to the public at there large. There isn't, exactly. <laughs> yeah. and, and he was well within his rights, not just to divorce her, but, you know, according to passages in the Old mm. Testament, to actually treat her, you know, exactly, to the extent yeah. where you could even stone someone mm. uh, within their mm. traditions. And yet he doesn't. He, he was going to divorce her quietly, like mm-hmm. even at expense to what it might have looked like for himself. Yeah. We see that righteousness even in that. You yeah. know, I find that, what a compelling mm-hmm. part to put in, you know. It's, yeah, yeah amazing. And the other really special thing in Gabriel's Annunciation to Mary, we get Jesus. We get that name Jesus for the first time. But here we also get, and this is is from the prophet Isaiah, this Emmanuel, which is translated, Mm. God is with us. Yeah. Yeah, it's Isaiah 7.14, which is in the previous day's reading. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Mm. See, the virgin will conceive, have a son, and name him Emmanuel. Mm. Mm. So good. (laughs) Amazing. Isn't it interesting that Joseph just gets a dream? Yeah. Uh, Everyone else yeah. gets an angel appearing. Yeah. He gets a dream. He gets a dream. And yet it's enough for it him is. to Honestly. wake up. And, and yeah. I think that's 
yeah, Joseph is just such yeah. an interesting character, like you're he saying. The fact that he doesn't is, yeah. speak, yeah. And, yeah, and you see, and this is obviously from his perspective, but yeah. So. I think even like going back for a second to mm. Isaiah telling the people of God mm. that the baby's name will be called Emmanuel, which is translated, God is with us. Mm. I think about the significance of that promise, Mm -hmm. this promise that a child will be born, but that the name will mean God is with us. I think that promise has to mean so much to their ears. At least I imagine that it does, just because they had God with them. In a yeah. variety of ways, and they had in the tabernacle, in the yeah. ta- like, all, in all these different ways. But that a baby, like this, out of this world, thought that yeah. a child would be born that would be God. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It makes me think of that Christ with us, that He has dwelt with us or tabernacled with us. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We get more from Isaiah in this reading day, and it's just so beautiful. These scriptures that we revisit every Advent, but this from Isaiah. 11 that I'm just going to choose a couple of verses out of here too that tell us what the Messiah will be like, what Jesus will be like. In verse 2, it says, The Spirit of the Lord will rest on Him, a spirit of wisdom and understanding, a spirit of counsel and strength, a spirit of knowledge and Mm. of the fear of the Lord. His delight will be in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes. He will not execute justice by what he hears with his ears, but he will judge the poor righteously and execute justice for the (laughs) oppressed of the land. Oh, goodness. In verse 6, the wolf will dwell with the lamb and the leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf, the young lion, and the fattened calf will be together and a child will lead them. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and that, of course, is, you know, we think of the coming Advent, Mm. the next Advent. Mm. We've already talked in this series a little bit about the already and the not yet and the living between two Advents, Advents, that this prophecy is both fulfilled in Jesus Mm -hmm. completely already, but also being fulfilled and still coming. And so it's one of those mysteries of... The gospel of the Christian faith that you hold both. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. It's such a glimpse of peace as well, don't you think? As you were just yes. reading about oh. all those, the wolf lying down with the lamb. Uh-huh. And I think, you know, in the world and the year that we've had, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard not to read this and just think, I long for that. I want that deeply. Like that. Yes, I agree. Just everything being right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I don't just want that internally. Like for me, like yeah. when I think of peace, I very often because I tend to think of myself first often, you know, and I think of it in my own tangible experience, but this piece that's being described, that it just transcends, that yeah. it's that permeates the whole world. Everything. This darkness yeah. that yeah. we've been talking about being completely overcome with light. With light, yeah. Like that is what this is describing. Oh, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And sweet Mary, we are, let's see, Two days from Christmas at this point, and we get the Magnificat, mm. and we get John the Baptist leaping yeah. in his mama's womb yeah. when his cousin, is that right, enters the room? Yep. It's a little unclear. We're not sure if Elizabeth is Mary's cousin or, or aunt. aunt. Yeah. Mm. It uh, says relative. Yes. So. Yeah. Question mark. But I think a lot yep. of us like to think of them as cousins and of the John boys and Jesus as cousins. As cousins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, as first cousins. Yeah. I've, what, and that and so cool. that would make Mary and Elizabeth sisters, which I don't know. Anyway, 
It's a good mystery. Yeah, it is a good mystery. We've Hold looked on. into it. About yep. every Christmas, we have this little two-minute conversation. <laughs> don't forget, <laughs> we don't really know. We don't where really we end up. Yeah, yeah. That's, right. <laughs> that's about it. That's about it. And just how sweet that they, because we do know, it does tell us that they're relatives. Yeah. So they are related. They know each other. They're family. And that they have someone to experience this very unique type of miracle with, of this kind of pregnancy, which, you know, they're different. Like Mary's is a virgin birth, conceived by the Holy Spirit. And Zechariah and Elizabeth, this is their child that they conceived together. When you picture Mary and Elizabeth standing next to each other, like a small Here bump and a larger bump. Elizabeth is six months further along than Mary, uh-huh. and she's well along in years. Years, yeah. So we don't know oh. how old she is, but yeah. she's well along in years. Yeah. Mary, we said, is about 14 it's years old. Young. Yeah. So they're not peers. No. Right. This is like a 14-year-old girl with a little baby bump and oh. an, older an older woman. An older woman, yes. Yeah. It's a very, like, yeah. very special. It's very tender. It, it really yeah. gets it really yeah. gets because the me. miracle like the visual miracle yeah is pretty great yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that we need to read that's what we're here for this the week. Magnificat yeah. we're reading it um, all yeah well not all but yeah well let's do let's read it in those days Mary set out and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judah where she entered Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting the baby leaped inside her. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and your child will be blessed. How could this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For you see, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped for joy inside me. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill what he has spoken to her. I have so many questions. (laughs) <laughs> I, I feel like in awe yeah. of the faith of Elizabeth here, mm. because yeah. she didn't see 14-year-old Mary coming in, but she said, oh, let me find Or even it. judgment. No, no, no. Honey, what is that? Blessed are you among women, yeah. and your child will be blessed. How could it happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Yeah. And how does she know that? It says that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And then she exclaimed it with a loud it. cry. Yeah. Ah, so marvelous. It is. Like a pre-Pentecost moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. like this, this, what's the word? Epicomai? Epicomai. Like it's just, it's yeah. all right. Let's also remember Zechariah was a priest so mm-hmm. in the tribe of Levi. Yep. So this home is the home of a priest yeah. and his wife. And so for Mary to come and visit, like, I don't know if she knew them or didn't know them, but I think that home is a special place. Yeah. That like a priest of the Lord who is known, they're both identified as righteous. Yeah. So for her to go visit, what a like, I mean, my goodness. I, yeah. And listen Incredible. to Mary's response. So Elizabeth has just said to her, blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill what he has spoken to her. Mm. And Mary said... And which is a good word. Mm-hmm. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed because the mighty one has done great things for me and his name is holy. 
His mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear Him. He has done a mighty deed with His arm. He has scattered the proud because of the thoughts of their hearts. He has toppled the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has satisfied the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering his mercy to Abraham Mm. and his descendants forever, just as he spoke to our ancestors. And Mary stayed with her about three months. Then she returned to her home. I love that Mary is doing here what we have talked so much about this year, about remembering Mm -hmm. and telling the story. And even in this beautiful, short verse, you know, like poetic verse, this song that she is telling the story. Standing in her auntie's kitchen. And she's going like, blessed be the name of the Lord for the faithfulness that he has done, that he is doing, that he will do. And then like the logistics mind in me wants to go... So she must have just recounted all of this to Luke. Yeah. Like this whole story. Yeah. You know, like that mm. we have the benefit now because we know that Luke and Mary were close and then traveled together. And so. Right. And so we think much of his birth narrative, narrative comes from yeah. Mary. Her. From Mary. Yeah. She is his source. And I imagine yeah. even it's possible that John the Baptist, Zechariah, Elizabeth narrative is something that was shared with Mary while she was there, mm. and then he shared yeah, it with Luke. amazing. It's just cool to think about all of the many layered ways to give us this gift, Yeah, you know, the week before Christmas, that we get to read this, and we get included in the story, yeah. because the story could have happened and never been written down, and God would have been just as faithful, yeah. but He gave it to us. Did, yeah. During our... Advent season in the last few weeks, as part of our liturgy at church, we've been looking at the four songs that you see in Luke's gospel. And this Ooh. is the first one, the, you know, as mm-hmm. Mary sings. And it's like the music of Christmas that you actually get to hear directly from the scriptures. Oh, I love and that. And I love that Mary, like her response to this moment and this news and this wonder at what God has done is to sing. Throughout scripture, that it's so consistent that Uh when people, when the people of God, you know, recognize his mighty arm, they can't help but respond in praise. And wow, that's exactly what she does. Uh huh. And the humility in her song, Mm. like when she says that, you know, that generations are going to call me blessed. Yeah. It's because of look what he's done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we talked about living as people of the light last week and how what we proclaim is not ourselves, it's Jesus. Mm. And how even the motion of that can sometimes feel a little bit like semantics, like, no, 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 it's not me, it's Jesus in me. But no, you know, that it really is. is, And that that's what we see Mary doing here, that she's like, oh, this glory, I'm carrying it in my Mm. body, but it is from the glorious one. Mm -hmm. You know, it is not, it is not of me. And she stays. She stays with Elizabeth for about three months. And so if Elizabeth was about six months along, and then she stayed for about three months. So I I suppose that sometime around the time that she left. Yeah. And then the doula in me wants to know, like, did she carry John the Baptist to nine months? Because that's that's a really successful pregnancy. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. And at her age. And at her age. Yeah. That too is a miracle. That's yeah. wonderful. We assume so because it says that Mary stayed yeah. three months and then left. Yep. And then in Luke 1, 57, we get, now the time had come yeah. for Elizabeth to give birth. And she had a son. 
Then her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her his great mercy, and they rejoiced with her. Good job, neighbors. Good job rejoicing with Elizabeth. (laughs) That's right. I love that. That's such a great take home. Yes. Yeah. And then they name him. They name him John, Mm. even though... And there's this beautiful... You guys are going to read it. This beautiful scene where... They're like, but there's no one named John in your yes, family. Exactly. That's yeah. not so a this family doesn't name. make sense. I know. And Zechariah has to write it down. Yeah, that's it's right. like, it's happening, please. Yeah. Because he's yep. mute and he's exactly. been, his voice has been taken yep. until the time that this the you know, came to pass. Yep. That's right, from the announcement. And he wrote it down. His yep. name will be John. Mm. And what's the first thing he does once he becomes unmute? When he, oh, oh he praises the Lord. He gives he sings prophecy. a song. Yeah. 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 He sings. Song. That's the next one. Yeah. I'll listen to that. I always think that's... That's amazing. Incredible, yeah. Blessed is the Lord, the yeah. God of Israel. Let's read some of it. Do you want to read verses 76 through 79? Sure. And you, child, John the Baptist, <laughs> mm. will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare His ways, to give His people knowledge of salvation mm. through the forgiveness of their sins. Because of our God's merciful compassion, the dawn from on high will visit us to shine on those who live in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Mm. The light of the world. Yeah. He's preparing the way for the light of the world. I love John, the gospel writer. I love his commentary on this, on John the Baptist. This is from John chapter 1, verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. Mm -hmm. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Yeah, There's that light thing. Very exciting. And just a handful of months later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If our time, you know, if we're mm-hmm. doing our math, mm-hmm. our single digit math yeah, correctly. That's right. <laughs> well, friends, this brings us to the Nativity, the story of the Nativity. And our prayer for you as you walk through this week is that you would spend time in scripture, that you would open your Bibles, that you would see that God would give us all eyes to see the light that mm-hmm. is Jesus. Yeah. And there is no better way for us to close our conversation than just to read from Luke 2. And Mm. the person with the best accent gets to do this. So, Nate, you get the honor of reading. The Australian in the room. The Australian gets to I knew that would come in handy one day. Yeah, right? One day. So, y'all, friends listening, if you are not driving, Mm. sit down. Yep. And close your eyes and hear this not as just a familiar series of verses from Mm. the book of Luke, but hear this as your true family history and as your rescue story and as actual history that happened. Mm. Hear this, let it marinate, listen to it again tomorrow if you need to. Yeah, Yeah. this is that moment that we were talking about from Galatians 4, when the time had come to completion, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. Mm. And this is that moment. Nate, would you read for us? I'd love to. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. This first registration took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered, 
each to his own town. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family line of David, to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him, and was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly there were a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. Just as they had been told. Mm. (laughs) Not just from Gabriel, but from prophets Mm. hundreds of years ago. Friends, this is the Christmas story. This is the story of the light of the world coming into the world. Mm. And it is our joy to read this with you this week, to celebrate with you this week. This is the celebration that we have been preparing our hearts for. Mm. And Nate, we are so thankful that you could be with us today to celebrate. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. And I'm going to I'm going to sing my carols a little differently, I think, this week, <laughs> just thinking of all the work that has gone into that. That would be fantastic. We're so grateful that you're here. And friends listening, we're so thankful for you. Come back next week. Mm-hmm. We will have our friends Matt and Beth Redman with us. And this will be the final, that will be the final week of our Advent series, The Everlasting Light. And that will take us into the new year. We'll read the Gospel of John together. And until then, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas. And Nate, until next time, what do we tell our friends? Keep opening your Bibles. Mm